You will sleep better than you have ever slept. You've never been this relaxed. Are you ready to change your life? I'm Rusty Diamond, certified hypnotist. You don't need to leave your house. You can stay in your bed. You can stay in your favorite chair. You just need a computer or your phone. You can get a hold of me. Stay at home. I'll make your life better. Hypnosisisgrade.com It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Miss Rusty, what is up, everybody? It is Friday, 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 January 5th, 2024. Or you can just look at the show notes. They'll tell you the same because I'm going to probably upload it on the same day that I record it, which is right now. It's 8 o'clock in the morning here in Pennsylvania on the podcast, the Public Access Podcast, on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network. Thank you, everybody, for being here and listening. Or if you're watching, that's great. If, Like I say earlier and before, if you want to be like, ah, man, I I don't want to look at this guy's face. I don't want to look at his face. You go and you listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. I don't care where that is. Wherever you go listen to podcasts, most likely... You can find this show. Or if you're listening, you're like, what does that guy look like? I don't know. Go look on YouTube or Rumble. I'm all up on that bitch. So it's time to bring on my special guest right here, right now. And my special guest right here, right now is, and I did not, I know I fucked up. I fucked up already, uh, is Duncan. And I didn't ask how to pronounce the the last name. And I'm an oh, asshole. Oh, shall I let everyone in on the secret? My secret middle name. I, I, it might have to. Oh, it's the middle name. It's not a last name. Oh, no, it is. It's it's a it's like a double barrel last name, but I don't put a hyphen in there because I think that's pretentious. Uh, shall I just? Yeah, okay. My name is you... Duncan Baskaram Brown. The okay. Baskaram bit is from. India, South India, Kerala, and I stole it off my wife. Okay, cool. All right. So that works out pretty well then. Okay. And see, you get to introduce yourself on this show. That's what kind of show we're going with here. Like, we're, I'm just going to be like, oh, okay, well, I can just let him do it because he can probably do it better than I can. And uh, I almost always make it a point to ask anyone, no matter what their name is, to make sure i i'm saying it right because i have that too like with my name and uh it's like uh, shit and then then sometimes i get on and i'm like okay and we oh shit i forgot to ask this one 
I forgot to ask, and now it's just it's here. But uh, you came through in the clutch and took care of that, so I appreciate that uh, you did that. It's a pretty good idea, though, isn't it? Because we could start a podcast, right? And we could get the guests to introduce themselves. And then we could get them to ask the questions to themselves. And then we could get them to edit it and promote it. And we could just sit down drinking, um, you know, sparkling water in a hammock. I think that sounds great. I I think we need more podcasts like that. Uh, Also, I don't know. I'm I'm up for a drinking sparkling water and a hammock podcast. And I don't know why I haven't done that. Uh, I guess now you just brought it into the the world, so I may steal yeah. it. But help help yourself. So we're all after passive income, aren't we? You know, like if you ever followed all of the gurus on online, they're always telling you about how you can make passive income, and you yeah. can sit on the beach all day enjoying your passive income whilst they're putting eighteen posts an hour on Instagram and they run a podcast and you know they've got an email that, and it's like they do an awful lot of work for their passive income, don't they? Yeah, it is quite a bit of work for passive income. How are you with? Uh... Like with, you know, Instagram or whatever, or because like it's wild watching some people, and then like I like watching this page that's uh, is an influence. What is it? It's something about influencers, influencers in the wild. Maybe I think is what it's called, and it's it's pretty crazy watching it. But it's one of those things that when I see people doing it in real life, I'm like, ah, oh, geez, okay, here here they are, okay. Yeah. Or, you know, people that are um, at museums or something or places like that. Or there's this guy I like watching who goes uh, into different places and like haggles with people and buys this crap that I would never want to buy, but it's entertaining to me. And then, but if I saw him in real life, like, oh, this guy. But then I like, watching the content uh where are you with with content creation and stuff of that nature oh i see i i probably do it all wrong because i sort of like i don't do it in a really nasty clickbaity way and you know i don't promise stuff that i can't deliver and I don't sort of like say, you know, the one thing that will change your life is giving me £5,000. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not very good at social media. I just uh, I just try and stick stuff on there that might help people. But, you know. Who, who, need, who needs to, have, you know, have that? That's, uh, when you yeah. can just pay someone £5,000 and maybe get something. Uh <laughs> Will you like, like will change your life? You your life will have five thousand pounds less in it. Yeah, yeah, check your bank account. Your bank account will be changed instantaneously. You won't have to worry about a thing. And it's I I don't know. But then I think about if I was whatever, twenty twenty, twenty-five, thirty years younger, um, and what I would be doing and like where I would have ended up on the internet because I feel like, I don't know where you, I don't know. Cause it's interesting with people that are uh, older than twenties um, and older than that and older than that, uh, where you get up into my age and 
Yeah, you know, I I don't know because like with the internet was sort of a thing then, but I don't know what I mean. Like with what I was doing at that time, what kind of uh, social media or you know video uploading presence I would have had. Like I was, I mean, I I was into making videos. So I don't know if I would have been like a, a YouTuber or if we would have been like, you know, because we used to go around and then you know go to the public access tv studio and you know make make and edit videos there but would it have been i don't know without have been something i would have done or my parents would have would they have said don't be a fucking idiot and put that shit on the internet where now i can do it when i'm older but uh you know as a kid I don't know. I think it would have been interesting. I don't know where I would have ended up. Where do you think you would have ended up? Well, I think uh, your parents would have given you this stern lecture. That said, like, like, Rusty, becoming a YouTube influencer is as unlikely as it is to become, like, I don't know, a professional wrestler or a comedian or a hypnotherapist, you know? It's just like pipe dreams. Give it up, man. Uh, so uh, what, what would I have done? Uh, I don't know. See, the thing is, I've I've pretty much always been a writer. So I guess... I would have just written. Well, I did write. I mean, <laughs> that was what I was doing. I just would have stuck yeah. it on Facebook and three people would have written it, read it rather than no one. So, <laughs> like, happy but, days. Yeah, I mean, but now it's, you got, like, you got people that are able to get to it, like, Tano, yeah, I mean, like, back then, you, you would have, you wrote, rewrite something and it stays in a, a book somewhere on a shelf or something uh, at your house. And that's where it is. But now it's like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that kid part of me having all those thoughts out there like that are then stay up on the internet. I don't know how well that would have worked out for me. And the stupid fucking shit that I would, I would go off about. Like okay, yeah, no, I uploaded that on the internet, so that's uh, those free writing times of just letting, yeah. you see, letting it go. I, I always wrote well when I was a kid. I wrote fiction, so uh, oh okay. I, I I guess um you know the CIA they wouldn't actually have come after me because I was only pretending that uh, you know the royal family were blood drinking space lizards. I wasn't actually saying that they were. I was just you know it's all fiction. It's all made up. You know? If if they were, if they were, yeah, it's just you know, like okay, maybe maybe that's what's going on. And so was that uh, kind of what was going on then? Uh, <laughs> really, was the queen drinking drinking I, I, people's blood? Uh, I don't, I I cannot verify that story. I'm afraid I cannot reveal my sources. But yeah, I, I don't. I wrote um, a lot of drama when when I was a kid and. I sort of kind of progressed my way up the ranks. I started off acting and then got quite into directing and producing and uh, writing. Um, and yeah, I wrote, I wrote a load of, a load of films that have never seen the light of day, but one day you never know, Hollywood might just come, come calling and say, you know what we need, Duncan, what we need is a really questionable theological zombie film. And I'll go, ah, oh, that's lucky. Cause I happen to have this like, film that like genuinely nobody is ever going to finance well yet now i mean now we're in a whole different time and uh 
and who knows? So, what do you I mean, think the world is ready for the Jesus zombie film? Do you? I mean, that's brave, man. Yeah, well, you know, you never. Uh, the world might not be there. Select, select uh, spots, but and there are some interesting financiers of of all kinds of stuff now, as as maybe and um, and there with AI. Maybe you can just go and tell AI to do it, and they AI can do it for free. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'll, I'll I'll give it a go. See what happens. Yeah. So, what were you doing when you were acting? What was what was that like? Or like, what did that sort of were were you also kind of moonlighting these other parts when you were acting? Uh, at, at other parts of the process of the filmmaking, like writing. Uh, no, so. I started started off in in front of the camera. Um, really uh, wanting to do the kind of like serious stuff. I did actually play Hamlet. I played Constantine, the Seagull, Anton Chekhov. You know, like proper, really serious kind of dramery stuff. But honestly, all of the best stuff I did was the comedy where it was just mucking around and wearing silly clothes and uh, you know falling over a bit. I think those are usually the people who end up doing, if not the best, close to the best comedy, are the people who are the very serious actors who one day someone's like, hey, you should do comedy. And because most of the time with uh, very serious actors, comedy is like the, the low fucking totem pole there. Like, oh, it's just that fucking, you know, it's it's not real fucking theater, but um, oh, no. but those are the people that can just walk in there and just kill it. Uh, you know, you got people, uh, for instance, uh, Leslie Nielsen or something to that effect. That's just this, you know, just a uh, stage actor, and this is like someone's like, okay, you should just take that and go into a comedy movie, and okay. Great and like uh, yeah. One one of my one of my really good friends, like she, like great actress, and like I she she I'm like just do comedy sometime. Like just do it do it once. Like it just you could, I don't know. But you know everyone has their own way of uh you know what they want to do and yeah but, so. But it- Sometimes I think, you know, you should probably look at what you really, really want to do and then do the exact opposite, because that's, you know, would have got us out of a lot of trouble in terms of politics. You know, if all those people that really, really want to be in charge, if they just went, hmm, that's probably a sign I shouldn't be in charge, then the world would probably be a better place, you know. And yeah, like, I, you know, I... I've always like mucked around and been kind of uh, more interested in making people laugh and that sort of stuff. But then you go out into the world and people like they don't like that. They're like, oh, well, this is a meeting. You should be serious in this meeting, Duncan. You know, you shouldn't use your personality. I mean, damn it. Um, so they kind of try and beat it out of you. And then you end up thinking, well, maybe maybe I should do some serious work. Nobody really values the comedy, do they? Maybe I should should do the serious stuff. And you do it for all of the wrong reasons. And then you just end up 
you, you come back to it and, you know, you end up just like writing about how Vladimir Putin's head looks like a turnip and, you know, calling it a career. Well, I mean, that's, uh, we, we need that. That could be the, the follow up to the, uh, the zombie movie with, uh, zombies, Jesus. I mean, who and knows? No, that, that's actually that quite a good it? idea. The Putin scarecrow show. See, I, yeah, I think that'd be great. You just, you wouldn't need very much set. I mean, all you would need to do is find one field and it could be one of those just, single camera shots just at the scarecrow and then just have different things interact with it that's yeah yeah well set design taken care of i'm just trying to think of who who could we have as the tim man i mean you've you've you're you're overburdened in America with politicians that could play the uh the courageous lion aren't you but uh (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, um, yeah you got to have the Tin Man, though. You can't have the courageous line without the Tin Man. No. Did, the, uh, there's, so there's this thing like with uh, the Mandela effects and all that stuff with the Tin Man having the gun uh, in the movie, which was always uh, something that I, that one was kind of a one that I was like, I don't remember that, but I'll, I'll take it. I don't know how well I remembered watching the Wizard of Oz movie, though, but uh, yeah, the Tin Man's got a revolver. Ah, well, so my daughter was in um, a dance version of The Wizard of Oz uh, last summer. So we did buy a, we bought the video on Amazon Prime or uh, other channels are available. And uh, she did watch it constantly for about three weeks. But I never actually looked at it. I was always like in the kitchen. So I can recite the entire script. But I, d- I didn't pay enough attention to the pictures because I was always doing something else while she was watching it. I mean, that's all, all you really need to do. You, you can always watch the pictures. Like, I mean, uh, how many times did I sit around and watch, you know, that synced up with Pink Floyd, uh, you know, to do that whole thing. And um, but I don't remember. I don't remember a gun. I don't remember a gun. But yeah. it could have been those times that I don't know if I was in a place in, in my head where it was the time where I'm going to be looking at every little detail in the movie thinking yeah. about like oh there's that not oh what does this sync up with this part and uh yeah I I spent a lot of time listening to Pink Floyd that I don't remember uh that yeah. was <laughs> back in the day of... sitting around in illegal states of mind that was <laughs> yeah right I think that's that's part of the the part of why I don't remember any any gun in the the movie, but uh, well, oh, just yeah. from a script point of view, I don't remember the bit where the Tin Man said, "Shut up, Dorothy, or I'll pop a cap in your ass." I was waiting for that. There, there should be there. There's a whole new, whole another movie uh, where the, Man, the Tin Man we're not on fire. They're like yeah. Universal Studios are just going to be straight in touch. They're like, right, we want to, we want the, uh, we want the Jesus zombie and the Putin scarecrow and the angry Tin Man. Uh, just like Die Hard meets the Tin Man. I think so. I think if we can make it uh, into a whole universe where there's a trilogy of those three things where they all somehow come together. Uh, well, yeah, probably... of course. You got to do the assemble film. Once you've built the franchise universe, oh, this is—we yeah. are going to be so rich. 
Yeah, and, and then, we're gonna have two hammocks. Yeah, oh, two two hammocks, and we'll have like we'll have some maybe some things to put into the the sparkling water, like some Ooh. some sort of like maybe some strawberries or something to put Ooh. in there. You know, yeah. live live life large, and um, you know, maybe even have the hammocks like somewhere like go to some place that might actually be warm or something <laughs> where it could be very useful to have a hammock outside uh but you know the, that's that's some uh you gotta do the exact opposite so just make sure that we can you know both be in hammocks uh in in rainy places and just sit out there and yeah and enjoy <laughs> it and enjoy it enjoy all kinds of yeah man uh, yeah i had a hammock growing up and it was in the backyard and it was between these two trees and there was a bunch of ivy on the ground right there and it, it was always wet and muddy like nine ten months out of the year and so the thing would be with my my brothers my older brothers like you know spinning around and uh you know if you go and you hold the thing shut it'll stay that way until you fall over and you land in the mud uh, a few times and you learn not to do that game anymore and i mean what yeah mud and having yeah mud with the hammock is not what people often associate hammocks with but that was that's my hammock experience was childhood uh, hammock violence i like it yeah that could be the next <laughs> next one the next the next film with uh all kinds <laughs> of uh someone someone has to they, like take they take you into their whatever their their kill area is and it's just just a hammock and people are like oh this is gonna be nice i'm just gonna <laughs> get to go with a hammock and then Lo and behold, some shit starts to go down once they get in that hammock and people start dying. And <laughs> I, I, it's, this is going to be a fucking weird day, man. But uh, it's all right. That's that's what's that's what happens. That's what happens when you have a hammock and, and you live in in the rain world. Um, yeah, I mean. It's pretty crazy, like, yeah, with like. And I didn't realize it until I I left. Like just like nine ten months of of rain, with the ground always being muddy, and going to a place and like not having puddles is really weird. It's a really weird thing. Um, or the the anytime you walk through grass, you're you're always gonna have to stop when you get home and either take off your shoes or brush brush all the the shit off of your your shoes like you don't have to do that when it's when it's sunny and it's a uh, it's interesting it's an interesting yeah, but you never you never figure out when your shoes are actually broken and the soles have gone and you really need to buy new shoes until it starts raining and then you just like walk outside and then your feet are wet because the soles have just completely gone and it's like oh new yeah. shoes yeah that's what it is so that's the purpose yeah. of rain it's to remind yeah. you that your shoes are fucked. I, I i do forget that i do forget when it's like oh yeah that's uh it's a natural meter it's uh something that you don't have the the ability to have anywhere else you don't you don't get that feeling of then uh having uh wet socks 
for the rest of the day. And if you never had wet socks in a day, you don't know that, oh, okay, it's this time to change my shoes. This time the, the duct tape did not hold. Uh, I tried it. I tried wrapping it around a whole bunch. I tried, you know, sticking stuff in there to fill it, stick some gum in there and then wrap it. Still nothing, but yeah, it's, it's time to get some new shoes. And, uh, yeah, no, no I, I, we've got a lot of rain going on at the moment. Uh, our, our little river is, uh, so flooded. It was on the news. It's so flooded. Uh, so, um, yeah, oh, I, I'm acutely aware I need a new pair of trainers. Yeah, I mean, uh, even that, like, you have to get almost some sort, like, uh, even wearing those kind of shoes, like, it's, it's hard. You have to almost get some sort of, I had to buy boots, and I didn't realize this until I was in my mid-30s or something, get something like, uh, fake leather kind of kind of shoe that doesn't because I mean I've had so many times like when you stick your foot in a fucking puddle there's <laughs> what once you do it it's one of those things like uh, okay I know I need to avoid doing this again because I, I need to buy new shoes and so yeah I mean you just you got to be careful you got to be careful I mean the fucking Zombie Jesus, fucking Putin, the turnip. Uh, yeah. And the Tin Man, the fucking evil Tin Man, they wouldn't stand for that shit. Maybe that's I, that's how things get bad for them. They, I mean, to be fair, though, scarecrows are kind of well known for having really bad footwear. So maybe that is why Putin is so angry with the world. Maybe he just needs a new pair of shoes. I think so. The the fucking is uh not he's not the emperor. The the what's it, the president there? President's new shoes. Uh, he, he probably has just declared himself emperor whilst we've yeah. been on <laughs> whilst Why we've not? been Why not? Yeah, the Emperor Putin needs new shoes. That would yeah, be I a would... good children's book. <laughs> I I mean I, I don't know, would would you have to pay him royalties? to use his likeness or is, is it I, okay I, with pub? honestly i don't think he needs the money i think he's yeah, doing all right so. on that front yeah i mean because like you can't even uh for those people like that are out there whatever the rich list or whatever like he's one of those people that can't even like be on the list because they there's no record of what his wealth is and it's like okay well all right. Just, yeah. I, I've basically hidden it so effectively you don't even yeah. know how much money I have. It's like, right. nice. Mm. But unfortunately, uh, Vladimir, you can't you can't spend it once uh, they've strung you up. So, uh, you know, too right. bad. Yeah, once that happens, uh, buy, buy his fucking uh, shoelaces. <laughs> Worked for Mussolini, didn't it? Right. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's uh, so you guys, yeah, make sure you your fucking your shoes are okay. If your shoes aren't okay, or someone you see someone whose shoes aren't okay, and if some are this wet, make sure that they fucking got some fucking some new shoes. 
I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, that that hitting fast with the the crappy shoes, you know, like it is, it speaks to all of that horrible kind of childhood that they're having. And then those are the people that go on to become dictators. So I think, you know, once once we've made all of the money with the movies, we should maybe set up a uh, a charity to provide shoes for uh, young dictators. I think so. I think so. I think there's enough young ding, ding, dictators, dictators coming up in this world who, because you don't know if they're going to be dictators, you can assume, and they're probably like, oh, when I grew up, I want to be a dictator. Um, yeah, I mean, I that think, is the split with kids these days. It's like YouTube influencer <laughs> or dictator. Did you know that YouTube influencers, I think, Maybe the top thing that uh, the kids are aspiring to be now, I I think when asked this question, I don't know how, I don't trust Poles. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, Polish people. It's not, nothing personal, but um, I, you know, that that's what I heard that the number one thing is the kids want to be when they're asked what they want to be when they grow up. And it's a YouTube influencer. Uh, it's It's no longer... I don't know what it was before. I don't know what kids our well, age wanted to be. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. or music. Yeah. <clears throat> no. You know, something something else that looks really, really easy, but is in fact <laughs> incredibly hard work and probably right. not half as much in, uh, enjoyment as, as you'd actually expect. Probably just a lot of grind and misery um, and, uh, you know, coming home and crying into your shoe collection. Right, yeah, because you're holding all the shoes. You're holding those shoes, and uh, you just you you're waiting for those days. You're waiting for those rainy days to happen when your shoes are just not going to make it, and you're. But In you're fact, so... just to tie it all together, you know, Imelda Marcos, uh, she was quite well known for having a lot of shoes. So uh, maybe it's this whole dictators need more shoes to become happy. I I think so. I think. There, there's something to it uh, with why not just go full consumerism and uh, just this, I mean, this is obviously the brilliant marketing plan of some new startup shoe company that you need shoes, you need to stockpile these, especially if you get maybe some kind of one of those preppers, uh, those uh, people that are <laughs> are ready for the end of the world. Uh, those yeah. are the people that, that would be a great target audience to be able to sell yeah. those kind of shoes. But that canned goods and guns and bottled water, what you need <laughs> is a warehouse full of shoes. But yeah. I'm familiar with the works of Douglas Adams, uh, by the way, because I, I feel I ought to um, warn about the danger of the shoe event horizon when an economy just becomes so tied up into creating more and more shoes that the shoes just become of deeper and cheaper quality. So they wear out quicker and people just need more and more shoes. And then eventually all your economy produces is shoes. And then uh, you reach the shoe event horizon and your economy collapses. And those preppers are laughing at us. But they're going to be the ones with those. They got the shoes before they got shitty. They get they're the ones that you don't. Exactly. You only buy a shoe. You're not going to be. Uh, you're not going to be going through them. You're because you're stockpiling, waiting for that. Yeah. But It'll be like, my warehouse is full of 2026 shoes. You know the good ones before yeah. they went downhill. Yeah, I'm set. I'm set. Anybody like because that's what people are going to be doing when when uh, when the 
time comes when the, all chaos is happening, people are going to go, fuck, I, I stepped in a puddle today. I didn't think things there's how am I going to get shoes? How I can't go there. All the stores are closed down. There's no more shoes left. I'm stuck here. I got, I got wet feet. I got wet feet and I it's 40 or whatever. It's uh, I don't know what it is like five, 10 degrees out there. And here I am with wet feet all fucking day, all fucking day. And I can't do anything. I wish somebody had shoes. I wish I could go there. And then the prepper's like, Hey, how many guns you got? And then the, the fucking tin man comes in and he says, I got one. I got one gun. And like, well, cool. Yeah, that's the... Maybe that's the tagline. When you're the tin man, one gun is all you need. One gun is all you need. And then you get, you get some fucking dry feet. You get some dry feet with that gun. The prepper is happy again. And fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it all. Like you're, you're set. You're set when you have a, uh... Because that's something people are going to be stockpiling all kinds of other shit, but who's stockpiling shoes? And, you know, you can't go out barefoot for too long. I mean, people are going to try, especially if it's somewhere where it's hot. You step on fucking hot pavement, that shit sucks. Or maybe... maybe And, you know, once you get your feet that dirty, you know, they never get clean again. And that's just... Who wants to live like that? Right. And I mean, I've uh, been around some people who don't wear shoes ever, no matter what, just they, they don't wear shoes and their feet are, are, are dirty. And it's like, there's no get, it's just like, that's what it is. The feet are, but they're, I don't know. I don't know if I've met someone who doesn't wear shoes is not a pretty happy person, but maybe it's just because then, uh, if your feet are wet, I guess they'll maybe dry faster if there's no shoes or socks. You don't got those shoes or socks. If you don't get into that thing, then you just set. Yeah. And... It is, yeah. I, I think the whole no shoes thing, it kind of washes on a yoga retreat in Bali, doesn't it? I would say Saskatchewan, you know, it's like you're not going to enjoy that. Nine months of the year, snow on the ground. Hey. You want, want some shoes, don't you? It's like, yeah. I don't care how spiritual you are. You're gonna need some shoes, my friend. Yeah, yeah. You don't need that that part. Uh, the you can get grounded another way, other than taking off your shoes and rubbing your feet uh, on whatever. Maybe not carpet. If you want to rub it on carpet, that's cool too. Get some static electricity, and then go and shock someone if you want. People aren't getting shocked enough. I don't know if people do they that. Probably are if they're listening to this. <laughs> getting shocked all kinds of ways i used to uh for a very short while i go out and i I was making music and playing live shows and had this one thing it was called the shocker and it was a i don't know why we did it but just like in the middle would just play this fucking kind of noise but why would we do that um the people who were there actually listening to our shit um, whether they're enjoying it or not, whatever. But then, yeah, throw in this fucking thing. But uh, you know, you gotta you gotta have some pattern pattern interrupts every once in a while to just get people to really then be like, oh wait a minute, and then and then they're in it in a whole deeper level. And you you got them, you got them, you gotta hit people with the fucking pattern interrupt. 
The pattern yeah, interruption sometimes is you got to dis- you got to distract them from the beer and the fighting, haven't you? You got to like make them pay attention to the fact that there's some music in this dive bar. Right. Yeah. There's some music happening. Music being a loose interpretation of what's going on. Uh, but you know, you got to be ready for that. You got to you got to stop some fighting. And uh, sometimes, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes uh, the band gets in the fight too. Sometimes the band has to. Sometimes things get get out of control. Sometimes people pull the plug on the band that's playing, literally and figuratively. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, things happen. Things happen, and shit goes down and this is with maybe these people just had wet feet maybe it was very possible where it was the people had wet feet they were just miserable because of their bad shoes if they'd had good shoes they never would have pulled the plug and you'd be you know you'd be lady gaga now right and that would be it uh man and lady gaga lady gaga lady i've uh, she's in this commercial. I see this commercial every once in a while on TV with her, and I, I just like I don't know if I could ever pick her out of of a crowd too often. She always seems to look different. There was this thing that came around that when because she came around uh, that uh, that her and uh, Amy Winehouse are the same person. This whole thing, like, because, like, when she, when Amy Winehouse died, like, all of a sudden, Lady Gaga came out, and then they're uh, one of those things. But you know, the it, it could could be yeah. a start of a movie. Could be, a yeah, start of a movie. yeah, yeah. And um, I, I, I heard Elvis. He's back. Uh, you know, he's yeah, playing in a band. I can't tell you which one because you know you don't want to give the game away. But uh, right. yeah, great drummer. Yeah, I mean, I thought one time I saw Jim Morrison on uh, on the bus going to the airport in Portland, Oregon, when I was nineteen years old. I I swore up and down it was Jim Morrison on, on the the train there, and um. I don't know. I don't know what you. It's it's a mix between a train and a bus. Uh, but have you ever, have you ever been to Paris? By the way, a uh, nice little place. You know, I I have not 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 to not to see uh, him there. Well, yeah, because that is where he is buried in the uh, in the cemetery there, and uh, it's really funny if you go along there. I mean, like this story is about twenty years old, so things might have changed. But um, there's like basically a load of weirdos around his grave, most of them um, in illegal states of mind, often actually, you know, contravening France's drug laws live and in person. And then there's this like one dude policeman who's there to keep order. And he blows his little whistle if you stand on any of the graves. He doesn't seem to mind so much about the flagrant disregard for how illegal marijuana is in France. But if you stand on one of those graves, he goes mental. It's it's odd. Like, I, man, I was watching a, a show the other night. Um, and it was an, kind of an older show. But they were doing a scene at the at the graveyard and there were people walking on graves and i don't i don't know it was it was odd that that was something that they they didn't 
maybe it was intentional that they did it, but that I, I wouldn't imagine, uh, you know, a director or somebody doing that would not notice that people are like stepping on people's graves and, uh, and leaving that in. But maybe it was, I don't know, maybe it was something that was part of it that made those characters some add some depth to their character that they step on people's graves. That's that's who they are. They're the great check steppers. out the software though. I mean, have you ever thought there might be a shoe based explanation to this? You know, grassy grave, gravel path. You'd be wanting to walk on the on on the grass if you if you didn't have good shoes, right? And yeah, you step on the grave. That's uh, that's not something that's that's. It could be uh, it probably not slippery either because if it's etched in there, there's probably a little bit of part uh, where it could be a little grippy. Uh, so if it's yeah one of those flat headstones and you could be you could be okay. It'd be better than walking on uh, gravel or walking in muddy grass because I mean I, grass to me just I because I mean like. Uh, playing f- football, soccer, whatever, whatever it is. As a kid, like we were able to wear uh, their screw-in metal cleats that you could wear, and we could wear those in the games where it was because you don't cancel the games. You don't you don't cancel them, no matter how much big old like you kick the ball and it fucking lands in a puddle and it just fucking spins around for a second, doesn't move. And then, um, yeah. So, I mean, again, you get those wet feet because your fucking, your boots fucking suck. And maybe, maybe that's part, you need better those too. Cause so you can stand on a grave and you don't have to worry about that. So. You're not suggesting wearing um, studs or cleats on graves, though, because that would be a bit weird, wouldn't it? And you're on mute, dude. I didn't unmute it because I wasn't saying anything important anyway. So that that was good because I thought for a second I might have just gone deaf, which would have been bad. What mid mid interview? Just uh, since this is an interview. Uh, very much. I have my my notes. I I mean, I was gonna bring up uh, something about shoes and scarecrows anyway. So like that was that was part of where I, I was on this. And I uh, mean, during our four hour planning meeting, right, right. And I mean, you gave me all the questions you wanted me to ask you. Um, right off the bat, you're like, please make sure you talk get this point and don't word it this way or else uh i'm i'm bringing the tin man tin man's coming in there to fuck some shit up so <laughs> i'm like all right dude all right okay i'll i'll ask your your tailored questions to you and and make sure that everything's okay and uh to get my 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 last tailored question um how are people going to find you? How are they going to work with you? How are they going to read your work? Well, 
Is is the question how or is the question why? I don't know. Look, um, do you know what? I think this is the surprisingly a fairly good representation of the kind of humour that I put in my latest book, Real Men Quit, which is officially about stopping drinking. But it does have quite a lot of Vladimir Putin in it um, and his his turnip head and, uh, you know, how uh when the revolution comes my friend anyway uh yeah if you like that sort of thing that 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 yeah that that is pretty much me um so yeah real men quit it's on amazon um if you can spell baskaram brown i i mean i mean like if the listeners can spell baskaram brown cuz i know you can't pronounce it um so spelling it is probably out of the question as well i am pretty easy to find but i guess the uh, the, the best way to do it is if you just put getover.uk into the internet, I'll take you to a page on my site where you can um, grab a PDF copy or a EPUB Kindle version or the, um, what do you call it, the audio book of my last book, Get Over Indulgence. Uh, that's completely free. So your listeners can, um, you know, they can they can sign up there and uh, uh, grab grab a free copy of my last book. But uh, get real men quit, you'll have to pay for. That's on, on Amazon. Do you... Read or do you narrate the book? Uh, I do, yeah, in a cool. really, really piss poor impression of Monty Python, <laughs> and that's the best way to do it. If you're going to do it anyway, that is perfect. Um, I, I that's just I'm just going to end it because because fuck it, you hit the pinnacle. So good job, and thank you for being on. And we'll I'll get you back here in a few months if if you're you're up for that. Oh, always. That was that was uh, that was the most fun I've I've literally had in the last hour. Cool. And the, I mean, dude, I'm gonna say two hours for me. Uh, so maybe it might go to three. <laughs> so we'll find out. We'll find out what this next hour is about. But thank you very much for being on, and have a great rest of your day. Good fight, man. All right. All right. That's Duncan. Uh, check him out. Check him out. Cause I said so. Damn it. Uh, Gumby. Damn it. That was my Gumby impression while I'm trying not to cough. Sorry, Eddie Murphy. Anyway, thank you for listening to the Public Access Podcast, the podcast here on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network. And that is the show. Uh, Man. Oh, shit. I'm going to cough. I'm going to cough. I might cough. Nope. Nope. You're not getting any of that. Boom! It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker.